welcome to the fire labs podcast if you are a busy working professional looking to learn about investing in real estate with ease and confidence you have come to the right place i am shalini kadaveru and i'm just a few baby steps ahead of you every week i share my wisdom or bring experts in the space to share their insights so that you gain the skills and mindset to invest in real estate with ease hi everyone thanks for joining the fire labs podcast today i want to talk about five myths that people have when it comes to investing in real estate let's get right into it so the first myth is we think that we must own our primary home outright before investing in a rental property now i have run some numbers and taking some baseline growth rates property appreciation rates baseline increase in rents if someone is putting the extra cash in retiring their mortgage debt on their on their primary residence versus using the equity in a rental property the return on equity or the increase in net worth in scenario a which is paying down your mortgage and scenario b where you rather than paying that additional down payment use the down payment for investing in a rental property and as long as the rental property is cash flow neutral meaning the rental income is meeting the mortgage taxes insurance and other expenses so at, at the baseline uh, minimum as long as the property is cash flow neutral within a 5 year period the improvement in net worth is at least 40% higher in the scenario b compared to scenario a therefore as long as um you pick a property that is at least cash flow neutral and in a market that is growing you're better off investing those extra dollars into a rental property rather than paying down the mortgage on your primary residence so you don't have to own your primary residence outright before you start investing in rental properties so that's myth number 1 the second myth is that debt is bad and when you invest in real estate you take on a lot of debt and that means that investing in real estate is a bad idea i i say that there are two types of debt good debt and bad debt in case of bad debt you're using that for consumption purposes either using uh, taking on debt to spend uh, to support a lifestyle uh, that is way beyond your means then you go into so typically credit card debt is uh, is bad debt because you don't have nothing to show for you don't have anything to show for after um, you make a purchase whereas if you are taking on debt to generate income um, which is basically your uh, taking on debt to buy an asset an income producing asset i call that as good debt so whenever you are investing in real estate you are buying an asset and when you think about um, a rental property it is an income producing asset that you are buying into therefore taking on that debt it's not bad debt it's good debt the third one is um the third myth people have is that 
If you're a landlord, it requires getting up at 2 a.m. to answer calls from your tenants. And in my 15 plus years of being a landlord, I was not never in that situation uh, because I always had a property manager. And I'm a big believer in outsourcing anything that you don't have to take care of. Uh, if you're if you think that your time is more valuable, look at your hourly rate. Uh, look at how much you have to pay your property manager. Uh, always less headache is better. As long as you have a good property manager, you will never run into that scenario where you're waking up at 2 a.m. in the morning to answer a tenant's call. My tenants, for example, do not have my number. So even if they want to reach me, they will. They cannot reach me, but they always have access to the property manager 24 by 7, and they can get their um, concerns, questions, issues resolved, and the property manager is there to help them to resolve those issues. The fourth one is that Real estate investing requires a lot of capital and that we don't have that capital to invest. And uh, I say when I ask people about what are the sources of capital um, that they are looking at, they are typically just thinking about the money in the bank. I would say encourage people to think about different uh, sources of uh, equity, uh, access to capital that they already have. The first one is equity in your uh, primary residence through a home equity line of credit. That's often ignored pool of capital that's available for people. The second one is the opportunity to do a cash out refinance. Now may not be the best time because the interest rates are high, um, but depending on when you have uh, purchased another, let's say an investment property or um, your own primary residence, if you have accumulated enough amount of equity uh, in that property, you will be able to refinance and uh, cash out uh, some of the equity and you will have ready access to those funds to invest in a subsequent property. The good thing with cash out refinance is that there are no tax implications. Uh, it's not like you're selling a selling stock and you have to pay capital gains when you sell uh, your stocks or shares in companies. But when you do a cash out refinance, whatever cash you're getting out, there are no um, tax implications. The next one is, have you ever thought about taking a 401k loan? Depending on your employer 401k retirement uh, funds policy, you can take a loan for up to $50,000. Um, again, there is no tax implication. There's no prepayment penalty. You have access to these funds that you can invest, use for investing for your investment property. And of course, you always have access to your restricted stock units. If you're working, especially in a tech company, it's very common practice to give RSUs to the employees. And that is something that you have available, which you can liquidate and use those funds for purchasing um, your investment property. And then um, also don't overlook your stock portfolio um, that you might have with a brokerage firm outside of your retirement funds. So you can exit from those uh, uh, shares in the stock market and then use those proceeds for buying your next investment property. So those are several different sources of capital. I would say the most uh, overlooked 
uh, sources are the equity in your primary residence because people are thinking about I want to pay off, pay down my the mortgage on my primary residence. I do not want to take on additional debt. But you never know how long you will even stay, live in your primary residence. Um, you might want to uh, move another primary residence depending on changes in your life situation. So there isn't any advantage per se trying to pay off your primary residence. Instead, you can think about refinancing, cash out refinancing or taking a HELOC. Typically, that's like most overlooked pool of capital. Then um, the fifth myth, moving on to the fifth myth, people think that they must buy their primary residence first before thinking about investing in real estate. Now, I don't see a reason. So the fifth myth is people think that they must buy their primary residence first before even thinking about investing in a rental property. Why should? Why do you have to wait to buy a primary residence especially if you're looking in an expensive, living in an expensive market, it might take you a long time to accumulate down payment for buying your primary residence. But if there are other markets where it's a lot more affordable to buy an investment property, let's say uh, you're living in um, expensive markets like uh, San Francisco Bay Area and uh, you have family living in, let's say, Kansas City, Ohio, Dallas, Texas, there isn't any reason why you have to wait. In fact, when you buy, invest and uh, buy a rental property, over a period of time, you will be accumulating equity and appreciation in that rental property that you could tap into when you're buying your primary residence. And based on your season of life that you're in, a primary residence probably does not make sense. So why lose the opportunity to buy an investment property ahead before you even buy your primary residence? As I always say, the time in the market is more important than timing the market. So that's the reason why if it's going to take you a longer time to buy your primary residence, be in the market by buying in a buying an investment property in a market that works for you. So there you have it. Those are the five myths. Um, so just to a quick recap on what the five myths are. Uh, the first one is people thinking that they must own their primary residence outright before investing in real estate. The second one is debt is bad. And when investing in real estate, you incur, you take on a lot of debt. So that's why investing in real estate is not a great idea. The third one is the myth that landlording takes a lot of time and energy and you end up risking getting calls from your tenants at 2 a.m. in the morning. The fourth myth is that real estate investing requires a lot of capital and that we don't have access to capital, therefore don't buy rental property right now. And then the last one is that one must own their primary residence first before thinking about investing in real estate. There you have it. So I hope I was able to dispel all the five myths that act as barriers or that dissuade uh, first-time or new investors from jumping into investing in rental properties. So that's it. Um, Looking forward to uh, seeing you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Fire Labs podcast. I'm your host, Shalini Kadaveru, 
I release a new podcast every Thursday. I'd love to hear your feedback and suggestions for our next episodes. So remember to comment and click the star rating. Thank you.